It is June 9th, 2022. Gas has officially reached a national average of $5 per gallon. Crime is surging out of control. Grocery store shelves are still empty. Over 70% of baby formula is still out of stock. Abortion terrorists are threatening to kill our Supreme Court justices. And our government wants us focused in on January 6th. Are you kidding me? Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez, your host for this episode. Now, tonight was the January 6th hearings, and I watched about five minutes of them before hysterically laughing and turning them off because they were a huge sham. They were a farce. They were a waste of time. And the fact that we have the government utilizing time, energy, and resources focusing in on this issue just goes to show us once again, because we don't need any more examples, but if you need more, I'll give them to you. January 6th hearing, there you go. Another example of how our government absolutely hates us and does not care about actually fixing any of our problems. Now, I had my entire show script laid out of, you know, what I wanted to do and talk about and really tie into the show today. And it seems that Tucker Carlson was in the same space as I was in regards to what's important and what he wanted to focus in on. So I want to start our show off today with a little excerpt from his show because he perfectly highlights what we should be focusing in on in America today. On the screen, you see eight boxes. Those are eight different TV channels taking the Nancy Pelosi feed unfiltered. Now, if at any time in your life you've ever made fun of totalitarian regimes that, you know, broadcast lies into the homes of the population that they can't turn off, take a look at that. That's happening right now. Meanwhile, gas is over five bucks. Inflation is higher than it's been in the lifetime of most Americans. Violent crime is making cities impossible to live in, and more than 100,000 Americans OD'd on drugs last year. Why isn't there a primetime hearing about any of that? That is a very good question, Tucker Carlson. A question that we're never going to get the answer to. Just kidding. I actually do have the answer for you here because before getting on the show today and before coming here and broadcasting all of this amazing news for you guys, I really thought about it. And I wanted to get down to what the January 6th hearings are really about, what these testimonials, what this investigation is really sending the message of and to, right? So this is genuinely a message to every single American that if you push back against this corrupt government, if you push back against elections that you feel were fortified, were not fair, if you try to speak out against this government and you are not terrorizing people in the name of abortion rights or Black Lives Matter, then the government will utilize its full force, billions of dollars, all of the corrupt alphabet institutions, the FBI, DOJ, DHS, take your pick, and they will come after you and destroy your lives. So what these hearings are, are a warning to every single American who ever felt that they could speak out and push back against their corrupt government. That's what these are. Everyone needs to be very aware of that. Jesse Kelly says this, and he puts it very well. The most dangerous thing happening in America today is the full weaponization of the administrative state against the enemies of the Democratic Party. Nothing else comes close. Break the FBI into a thousand pieces and scatter it into the wind. And I've talked about this before because remember our DOJ, our Department of Justice, was utilized and weaponized against angry parents who were going to school boards who were upset that their children were being taught pornographic material. And then the government, instead of using the same institutions that are supposed to be protecting us, us, weaponize them against law-abiding American citizens, and they've continued to do this every single day. We're also going to be talking about the attack on our gun rights and how Democrats and how the left has created this chaotic and violent environment in America. And why have they created this? Why have they allowed it to prosper while simultaneously trying to take away our right to protect ourselves? Because they want us to be dependent on them. Because they want us to feel like we have to depend on the government for our security and for our protection. Now, that's what they um, disguise what they're doing as. But in reality, we all know that they're trying to take away our rights and freedoms so that way they can come in and they can rule all over, over all of us even easier than they already do. So going back to these sham hearings, I didn't even want to watch them because I've already been feeling very blackpilled about the state 
of our country and where we're currently at. But I was inspired to, again, delve a little bit into the reactions from Liz Cheney, AOC, and also some of the reactions from the right wing regarding the BLM riots. Because remember that for an entire summer, for multiple months, Black Lives Matter terrorized our entire country. They burned down small businesses. They beat Americans. They killed. They murdered. They looted. It was a free-for-all. For months, this happened. There was never any hearings. There were no investigations. The media tried to cover it up as this beautiful rights uh, you know, and racial justice protest that needed to happen. Remember that during the summer of 2020, when Donald Trump would have rallies, they were super spreader COVID events. But then when BLM was out in full force, thousands of people out in the streets, it was like, well, it's because uh, racism is actually an epidemic and we have to push back against it. So that's OK, guys. That's our media. Those are our politicians. That's our government. I don't need to reiterate that to you. But just to give you guys a refresher, the 2020 BLM riots, we saw $2 billion in damages, over $2 billion in damages, and 140 U.S. cities, 2,000 police officers injured, 25 Americans killed, zero primetime congressional hearings. Meanwhile, for some reason, January 6th, this sham hearing, where, let me remind you, only Trump supporters died that day. Okay, and the police officers that did die did not die at the hands of Trump supporters. This gets prime time television slots on every single mainstream media news station. And again, the reason why they are doing this is to send a message to every single American that if you push back against them, they will ruin your lives. Now, Liz Cheney is one of the the brave Republicans that is speaking out against her party and against Donald Trump for one of the most horrendous things that has ever happened in our country. It's hard for me to even talk about, guys. You know, I was actually there on January 6th. I was getting tear gassed alongside our veterans. And I watched them scream at police officers because they were so upset because they fought for those same police officers' rights, the same police officers that were throwing flashbangs into a peaceful crowd and tear gassing them. Okay. I watched that happen and I was alongside that. Now, Really quickly, before we get to Liz Cheney, because of course AOC had to weigh in on these hearings, and she puts this tweet up, and it's a, it's just a video of her television screen in her very expensive DC apartment, mind you. <clears throat> her Tesla is probably parked outside. And she goes, good Lord, the way it all comes rushing back into the body, it's like it's that day all over again. Now, need I remind you that AOC was not even in the building. She was in, not in harm's way in any way, shape or form. And the people that were banging on her door were security or police officers that were trying to take her to a safer location. Taylor Hansen says it best. AOC was in a different building. He watched somebody get shot. He says AOC was not in danger and she sure as hell doesn't have PTSD. Now, Elijah Schaefer and I were together covering January 6th, and we were both very shaken up after that day because it was quite an insane event. We weren't expecting the police to use tear gas. We weren't expecting the feds to infiltrate that event and instigate people to go into the Capitol building and for the mainstream media to completely take that narrative and rip it to pieces and do whatever the hell they wanted with it. We weren't prepared for that. So that day, it was a shocking day. And as a journalist on the ground, what I saw and what I experienced was shocking. Now, it took me about two days and I was fine afterwards. And I realized, you know what? It was actually a lot of the police officers that were instigating the crowd, flashbanging them, throwing tear gas at them. And then it was also a lot of, we found out later, federal agents that were embedded in these crowds and a lot of bad actors that were embedded in these crowds that were instigating the crowd to violence. Now, remember... On my Instagram, I put up videos of the protesters peacefully chanting at the Capitol building. They were saying USA. They were chanting Donald Trump's name. Very patriotic scene. Actually, one of the most beautiful I've ever seen. That video was deleted off of my Instagram because it was... Uh, perpetuating violence and hatred, and it was promoting hate groups. Meanwhile, every single video that actually showed violence against Trump supporters and police officers was, 
or is still up on my Instagram account. So tell me how that's not promoting violence, the actual videos with violence in them. But then the videos showing the Trump supporters being peaceful was promoting violence. Can somebody explain that to me? No, you can't. Because these impeachment or these, sorry, those were a sham too. Okay. There's so many ridiculous hearings in our government that I'm getting them all mixed up. The impeachment hearing, that in itself was a sham and a waste of time, energy, and resources, just like the January 6th Select Committee BS. Here's Liz Liz Cheney talking about um, President Trump and how he summoned this mob to the crowd and how he needs to be held responsible for it. Let's listen to Liz Cheney here. On this point, there is no room for debate. Those who invaded our Capitol and battled law enforcement for hours were motivated by what President Trump had told them, that the election was stolen and that he was the rightful president. President Trump summoned the mob, assembled the mob, and lit the flame of this attack. Okay, so my response to that would be, Democrats who watched Black Lives Matter and Antifa members burn down our country for months and months on end? They instigated those people to violence. Our media is the one that stoked race wars and called people to action. We had Maxine Waters saying that, you know, violence is just the voice of the unheard when it comes to the mobs and Black Lives Matter. That just it's that's what has to be done. We had Kamala Harris that was advocating to get these rioters out of jail. So spare me if I don't give a damn if President Trump even did summon the mob, okay, and assembled the mob. He didn't assemble anybody to attack. January 6th was about coming together for election integrity and to stand up for President Trump. Many American people felt that their voices were going unheard, that the last man or the only man who had ever been in office in a very long time that actually stood for constituents and stood for America and cared about the American people was being illegally ousted. That's how they felt. So they went to the Capitol building and had their voices heard. Keep in mind that the uh, group was already making their way to the Capitol while Donald Trump was still giving his speeches. Again, I know that because unlike the majority of the media that's reporting on this, I was actually there and I followed the group as Donald Trump was still speaking. So it's absolutely ridiculous to say that Trump summoned the mob, that he lit the flame of this attack. Remember that Twitter deleted Donald Trump's entire account shortly after this alongside all of the tweets of him calling for people to be peaceful and to leave the Capitol. All of that was, of course, magically deleted. Um, (laughs) You know, great for uh, the left who is trying to frame this as the greatest domestic terrorist event that's ever happened. It's such a crock of BS. And the fact that this is even happening should be a slap in the face to every single American about how, once again, Your government doesn't care about you, and they are utilizing all of their resources to target you, attack you, and frame you as a domestic terrorist. How many years away are we from waving the American flag in our own country and being called terrorists for doing that? You know, it's so funny, too, because Blake Masters, he's running for Senate in Arizona right now, a really great candidate. He, I was going through his his page, kind of doing some research into him, and he was highlighting this article about how this left-wing publication called him a nationalist. And he said, you know what? I am a nationalist. And I loved that because it was great. We need to take back our language. We need to take back pride in our country. And we need to continue to push back against a corrupt government. Because as I said in my last show, I'm trying not to be as black-pilled on this one. And I'm trying to deliver you more news. But as I said in our last show, the fact that our government feels that they can speak to us this way, utilize our resources, our money, and our time in this way should be a slap in the face to every American. Our government does not respect us. Our government does not stand for us. And our government is a sham, which is why they are bold-faced lying to the American people every single day on a multitude of issues, whether that's why gas prices are so high, why the economy is failing, why inflation rates are so high, or even when it comes to January 6th, and why that's a bigger issue than Black Lives Matter burning down our entire country was. So once again, I am here to tell you that the government hates you, but you don't need me for that. Now, I want us to understand again, too, and I'm just really stacking up and, you know, building this beautiful uh, corruption Sunday for all all of us to just snack in on and delve into here. So you have Liz Cheney 
trying to blame Donald Trump for inciting this insurrection. And then you had Joe Biden on Jimmy Kimmel last night talking about Republicans and what he wants to do with the centers of government or of the Democratic Party. Now, this clip is terrifying and it should scare everybody, to be quite honest with you. Um, this is what Joe Biden thinks of the Republican Party and anybody who pushes back against him and his narrative. You often get asked, look, the Republicans don't play it square. Why do you play it square? Yeah. Well, well, guess what? If we do the same thing they do, our democracy will literally be in jeopardy. Well, I mean, yeah. not a joke. And I, I understand that argument, but also it's like you're playing Monopoly with somebody who, you know, won't pass go and won't follow any of the rules. And how do you ever make any progress if they're not following the rules? Well, you got to send even... them to jail, uh, you know. There's <laughs> that little box in there. Directly to jail. <laughs> directly. Okay, so the crowd clops and cheers and they think it's so funny. The president of the United States just called for putting his political enemies in jail. And that's what Democrats think of you. And that's what they want for all of us. Sometimes people say that I'm extreme in my rhetoric. And I'm extreme because we have the president of the United States calling to jail his political opponents because he doesn't agree with them in the name of democracy, mind you. It's my favorite thing that the left says, democracy, democracy, democracy. We had MSNBC, they're complaining because the Daily Wire gets millions more views than they ever could dream of. And why is that? It's because if you do want to talk about the democratic process of allowing the people to pick and choose what they want, the people don't want the fake media. The people don't want to listen to fake politicians. Why was Donald Trump originally so popular? Because he was very blunt. He was very honest. He spoke for the people and he didn't give a damn about being a fake polished politician. That's why if you look right now, too, in all of these primaries at the candidates that are the most popular, Carrie Lake, Blake Masters, Joe Kent, there's a long list of them. Why are they popular? Because they are not your typical polished politician who is going to read off of a teleprompter to you and pretend that they're better than you. No, these are real Americans that are genuinely trying to make a change. And what is Joe Biden's response to that? Well, for democratic purposes, we should probably put you in jail because you're a domestic terrorist, because you're trying to counter my official government, government narrative, which is to stoke chaos, dissent, and discord, and lie to the American people about it and pretend it's not happening. Uh, now, Joe Biden again today came out talking about January 6th, saying it was a clear, flagrant violation of the Constitution. Keep in mind, this is coming from the same party that says violence is just the result, or it's like the voice of the unheard. I can't even remember the exact quote here. If you guys can remember, please write it down for me here, and I will properly say this, but Democrats say this all the time um, when it comes to rioters acting insane and burning things down and killing people in the streets. They're like, oh, well, violence is just the voice of the unheard. And, you know, it's not their fault that they're robbing Gucci stores. It's because George Floyd died and they can't afford bread. So obviously the first thing that they're going to do is go smash and grab a jewelry store because America. So here's Joe Biden again, back to January 6th, just so we're all fully aware of what the Democratic Party thinks of you, your rights, your constitution, and where they want you to ultimately end up, either killed or in jail. Before I begin, one of the things that's going to occupy my country tonight, I suspect, is the first open hearings on January the 6th. And uh, as I said, when it was occurring and subsequent, I think it was a clear, flagrant violation of the Constitution. I think these guys and women broke the law, tried to turn around the result of an election. And uh, there's a lot of questions, who's responsible, who's involved. I'm not going to make a judgment on that, but I just want to know that, want you know that we're going to probably be, a lot of Americans are going to be seeing for the first time some of the detail. Yeah, they're really not going to be because if January 6th, if this committing, if this committee, if this hearing was genuine and they really were trying to get down to the truth of who was involved in this, we would have the name of all of those federal agents and FBI agents that were embedded in the crowd that day. I can't remember which politician it was, but do you guys remember that hearing? I have the video of it. I'll pull it up the next time we're, we're all here doing the show. But the FBI, there was an FBI head that was being questioned. And 
it may have been Ted Cruz or Matt Gates asking the question of, were there federal agents involved in violent acts on January 6th? And the Fed was like, I can't say. And that in itself was all we needed. So the FBI couldn't confirm if their own embedded agents were instigating violence or not on January 6th. Yeah, you think that this hearing, this committee is going to look into that? You think that this committee, if they genuinely cared about the truth, would be ignoring journalists like myself, Taylor Hansen, Elijah Schaefer, the people who are actually on the ground. You know, the majority of the January 6th footage comes from independent journalists because we were the ones that were actually on the ground going and getting that footage. Unlike the New York Times and MSNBC, CNN, all these other reporters who were like, it was just so horrific. We had PTSD because there was people and they were running in the building and it was super scary and we have PTSD from it. Do you guys remember all those articles that came out? Ridiculous. That's our media. That's our government. That's our politicians going back to AOC who is still milking this for some reason. Uh, And then of course you have people like Eric Swalwell, who is just a cancer on our entire government saying show of hands, who's watching the January 6th committee hearings tonight. And Why are our government officials putting their time and energy into this? Because again, warning to every single American who thinks that they're going to dissent or push back against our government, they are lavishing and they are excited about the opportunity to jail and further punish their political opponents. That's all this is. So Ugh, sham hearing. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Commander's defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio, was interviewing on NBC Sports, and he articulated, I think, the best, the reality of these hearings. And he compares them to BLM. Uh, Let's listen to what he has to say. Let's listen to some voice of reason in this insane society today. You want to talk about it? I'd talk about it with anybody. Yeah, no problem. At any time. But... uh but they're not. I'm just expressing myself. And uh, I think we all as Americans have the right to express ourselves, especially if you're being respectful. I'm being respectful. I just asked a simple question, really. Did I, let's get right down to it. What did I ask? A simple question. Why are we not looking into those things? If we're gonna talk about it, why are we not looking into those things? Because it's kind of hard for me to say I can realistically look at it i see the images on tv people's livelihoods are being destroyed businesses are being burned down no problem and then we have a dust up at the capitol well there's nothing burned down and we're not going to talk about we're going to make that a major deal i just think it kind of two standards and if we apply the same standard and we're going to be reasonable with each other let's have a discussion that's all it was So a little bit of a voice of reason um, from this gentleman. And of course, that clip in itself went viral because he had a common sense take. And for my podcast listeners, I'm sorry that I haven't uploaded in a while. I did do a show earlier this week, but I didn't upload it to podcast because it was basically me just ranting for an hour about how blackpilled I was about the state of America. And one of the reasons I said that I was so upset is because it bothers me that I'm able to make an entire career out of having common sense takes that anybody with a brain should have. So even this rhetoric here, he's not saying anything shocking. He's not saying anything new. This is a common sense take that if we were a fair society and we didn't have a two-tier justice system, would never have gone viral. But because when anybody is brave enough to speak out against the mob, it it becomes this big thing. And, And that's my entire problem with society today. It's like, why are more people not pushing back against this insanity? We all see that it's crazy. We all see that we're being lied to. We all see the double standard. But for some reason, it's a very select few amount of people in society today that are willing to push back against it. Now, going back, Again, I have a couple more J6 things and then we'll get into the real problems in our society uh, today. But I just do really want to highlight that the FBI is targeting Republican candidates 
that are running for governor. Uh, this should be another big red flag for all of us um, breaking. The FBI has arrested Republican candidate for governor Ryan Kelly at his home and taken him into custody. Now, I was reading an article and apparently he's being accused of knowingly entering or remaining in a restricted building or grounds without lawful authority, disorderly and disruptive conduct in a restricted building, knowingly engaging in any act of physical violence against a person or property in a restricted building and willful injure willfully injure or commit any depredation against any property of the United States. So this, this is what this, what Kelly is being accused of. And if you read into some of the other articles, uh, David Ryobi points out, uh, he made a gesture and that was enough for the FBI to arrest this man who is trying to run for governor in his state as a Republican. Uh, this looks like it comes from an ABC News article at approximately 2.20 p.m. Kelly continued to gesture to the crowd, consistently indicating that they should move toward the stairs that led to the entrance of the U.S. Capitol interior spaces. Keep in mind, too, that a lot of police officers on both sides of the Capitol building will were willfully letting people into the building saying, hey, just don't mess anything up. Do you remember that clip of the... Q shaman who is walking inside of the Capitol building and this Capitol police officer is like, hey, guys, just don't break anything. Don't touch anything. And they're like, oh, yeah, man, of course not. This guy's sitting on the ground. He just got shot in the face with a plastic bullet. And he's like, yeah, I got shot in the face. I'm sitting in the Capitol building. We're just chilling in here. And, uh, and, and that was January 6th. OK, and I was thinking about this, too. I'm sorry to be going off on a tangent here. But remember that the proceedings that were happening in the Capitol building on January 6th continued a couple hours after the same day. Okay. Do you think that the communities that the Black Lives Matter domestic terrorists and Antifa terrorists went and burned, looted, and destroyed? Do you think that those communities were able to go shop at their local supermarket a couple hours later? Do you think the little kids that lived in those neighborhoods were able to walk down the street comfortably a couple hours later? Do you think the people who had to go work in all of those shops and businesses that were looted were able to go back to work a couple hours later? No. So spare me the BS about how January 6th was worse than Pearl Harbor Harbor or comparable to 9-11 when the proceedings that day continued a couple hours after the January 6th insurrection. Compare that to what the people and the communities who experienced BLM domestic terrorism went through. Because if you look at the comparison of the damage that happened afterward, one is verifiably worse than the other. So anyways, we now have the FBI arresting political opponents because that's you know what i'm just going to come out and say it the fbi another militia wing for the democratic party and the left they're being weaponized specifically targeting republicans and the right wing and this is just another example of that why do you think that this person was targeted most likely because he is running for a republican governor they want to make an example of people they want to make an example of the americans who did push back and who did dissent and who did call out the corruption why do you think so many of the right wing is censored online as well because we speak out against this nonsense. Now, I'm not sitting in, in a jail cell, so I'm not trying to compare myself to the political prisoners of January 6th because, of course, what they are going through is verifiably worse and it's horrible. And we should be ashamed that we are allowing this to happen in our country. But this is just an example of how it does start off with the censorship of people online, silencing dissenting voices, and then it bleeds into the real world. Your bank accounts are getting shut down. The FBI is coming after you. You and what is weaponized against you. The DOJ is calling parents domestic terrorists. And then Joe Biden is calling for his political opponents to be jailed. And next thing you know, there you are sitting in a cold, dusty jail cell, void of human rights or, you know, even a trial. Now, Donald Trump did come out and respond to the J6 hearings. He said that January 6th represented the greatest movement in the history of our country to make America great again. I'll read his full quote, which you can find on Truth Social. By the way, he post there and only there. He says the unselect committee didn't spend one minute studying the reason that people went to Washington, D.C. in massive numbers, far greater than the fake news media is willing to report or that the unselects are willing to even mention because January 
January 6th was not simply a protest. It represented the greatest movement in the history of our country to make America great again. It was about an election that was rigged and a country that was about to go to hell. And look at our country now. And with that, we will segue into what our country is currently going through now with another Jesse Kelly tweet. We love Jesse. He's one of the best. He says, America in 2022, prosecutors don't believe in prosecution. DHS secretary doesn't believe in border security. Health department official thinks he's a woman. And energy secretary doesn't even believe in energy. That is America in the modern day. And that is just, uh, you know, a, a little cherry on top of the huge crap Sunday that we're all living through and being served up and dished up uh, by the Biden administration every single day. Remember that I have to, for some reason, get up every single day and debunk all of the lies of the Biden administration because there are so many. Over the past two weeks, Joe Biden has come out and said that America is in the best economic recovery, the strongest, fastest economic recovery we've ever seen, that Americans feel more financially comfortable, that Americans have more savings in their bank accounts. I'm going to play you two clips here because on top of all of those ridiculous statements, videos, and tweets, more has since come out. Okay, it's been one day and more lies have come out. So um, here's Joe Biden talking about how we have the fastest growing economy in the world. Don't, don't believe me. Let's listen to him for himself. Look, here's where we are. We have the fastest growing economy in the world, the world, the world, the world, the world. OK, we heard you the first time, Joe Biden. Relax. Per RNC research, apparently the economy shrank last quarter. And again, anybody with common sense and two eyeballs can see that our economy is not looking too good. And of course, it's not just Joe Biden that's bold faced lying to us. It's also our new gay black press secretary. Let's hear some of the lies from her. What we're trying to say, what I'm trying to say to you is that the economy is in a better place than it has been historically. And so we feel here at this administration and other experts as well is that we feel that we are in a good position to take on inflation. We are in a good position to really start uh, really working on. OK, so Joe Biden and um, Jean-Pierre need to stop smoking Hunter Biden's crack. Because I don't know what the hell they're reporting on or what America they're living in. Oh, just kidding. I do. They're living in the World Economic Forum America where the elites are eating steaks and they're driving their Teslas. And guys, you know, gas is like super expensive. And yeah, it has reached a national average of $5 per gallon. But that's just because you're not buying a Tesla. It's because you're not driving electric. I have an older video, too, that we're going to bring up later about how electric cars are charged uh, because it's just mm, it's one of my favorites. But um, the Biden administration keeps lying to us and the media keeps perpetuating these lies. And so, of course, me being me said, OK, let me actually go out onto the streets of America and talk to the real Americans who are experiencing Joe Biden's economy. Because he tweeted this out two days ago. He said, the fact is, America is in a stronger economic position today than just about any other country in the world, the world, the world. Independent experts have even projected that the U.S. economy could grow faster than China's economy this year. This hasn't happened since 1976. Okay, so Joe Biden's clearly on crack. I'm glad we've all established that. Now, I went out to the streets of Dallas, Texas to go ask real Americans. I showed them this tweet. I showed them all of these quotes and I said, what do you think about this? Here were some of the responses. All right, guys, the Biden administration has been telling us that America is in one of the best spots that it's been financially and economically. Since it took office, families are carrying less debt. A recent survey from the Federal Reserve found that more Americans feel financially comfortable than any time since the survey began in 2013. Comfortable. Joe Biden says that we're in we're in a strong economy, that we're doing great. Do you believe that? No, we're not financially stable, comfortable or nothing like that. But when Trump was in office, I was feeling really good. Really? Yes. Trump. Trump. So Joe Biden's too much. You'd rather have Trump back? I want Trump back. I do not. I'm not for Biden. I'm not for him. Ain't no comfortability around nowhere. It really hurts America with the gas prices because, the one, we have to get to work. And if we can't get to work and we got to spend all our money on gas that we going to work on, that means you can't pay your bills. So it's an endless circle of uh, endless debt. Everybody going to go in debt, you know, sooner or later because, it, like, what's happening now is everybody is feeling the heat from, you know, every angle of the society. So, yeah, I feel like, no, it's not true. 
it's, it's bullshit. Bullshit completely because, like, rent prices is crazy. We, we, we paying, I don't know how much percent more, but I would say at least three, three or four hundred more than we was paying two years ago. So when the Biden administration comes forward and says that economically and financially our country's doing really well, do you think that's a lie? Yeah, I think they're blowing smoke up, up out behind us. I think it's Biden's fault. Trump said it would happen. Like, we would deal with a lot of the stuff that we didn't with back when we had the Great Depression. I miss Daddy T, Trump. I miss Daddy T, for real. I mean, like, I respected him because he was real about his opinion, even though I didn't always agree with him. Yeah, so um, there you guys go. That took me about two hours to go out on the streets of Dallas and go ask real Americans if what the Biden administration and the media is telling us is actually true. And of course, nobody is surprised by these responses. And every single time I go to the inner cities, Every single time I go to low-income communities, they all have the same exact response. We want Donald Trump back. Bring back Daddy T. Bring back Trump. Trump was for the culture. We miss him. Uh, we hate Joe Biden. Nobody likes Joe Biden. You don't, you know how many videos I've done of minorities hate Joe Biden, the gays hate Joe Biden, Californians hate Joe Biden. Nobody likes Joe Biden. And of course, it's because he's saying, and his administration is trying to pretend that we're in a better place. Meanwhile, we have $7 gas prices in California set to reach $8. Uh, places are closed down because nobody wants to work. Our grocery store shelves are completely empty. And then keep in mind too, we still have an over 70% baby formula shortage nationwide. I was reading an article in my last show too about how in certain states, it's over 90% of a shortage, and that's not the worst of it. Per Forbes, no, you're not imagining it. Stores are locking everything up. Frustration among shoppers is prompting retailers to test a new type of locked case that can be opened with your smartphone. When 29-year-old Janae Jones ran out of a vino face wash, she headed to the nearby Walgreens to pick some up. However, the bottles were locked up, forcing her to wait in line, and retailers are locking things up from razors, soap, socks, pistachios, because theft has soared. And of course, Forbes attributes this to the pandemic. Of course, they're not going to talk about how, well, maybe it's those soft on crime DAs like Chesa Budin that was just recalled in San Francisco because a bunch of liberals, mind you too, I didn't even, you know, bring this into the show and I should have. There's so many blue checkmark liberals that said, you know, I really thought that the progressive policies of our San Francisco DA were going to be better for criminal reform and bail reform and all that nonsense. And in reality, it turned San Francisco into a hellhole. You guys saw my footage from San Francisco as well. The reason why I go and I travel to every single city that I can in America is to highlight the reality on the ground that the media is trying to keep covered up. You can go walk the streets of San Francisco today and go watch people shoot up meth, fentanyl, heroin, take your pick, and the cops just watch it happen because there's nothing that they can do because their DA will just let them out the next day. That's why he was just recalled. So... That's what happened in San Francisco. There are some positive moves happening in this country because people are waking up and they're aware of how horribly crappy everything has gotten. Now, on Monday, I was reading this article, out of control gas prices on track to reach $5 per gallon by week's end. It is Thursday, and guess what? We hit that national average of $5 per gallon. And again, I'm very fortunate and blessed to be in a financially stable position to where I can fill up my gas tank. But I've talked to Americans. I have family members who say, I can't even go to work. I'm basically paying to go to work to pay my bills at this point because that's how expensive it is to fill up my gas tank. I was talking to a father in one of my first gas station videos who said his son, he and his son, Straight to school, straight to work, that's it. Because gas prices are so high. This was two months ago when they were still around three, four dollars a gallon. Now we've reached five dollars per gallon national average. Welcome to Joe Biden's America. And um, of course, the Democrats are feeling much frustration. This article comes from The Hill. Democrats frustrated by flat-footed White House. Democrats are growing increasingly frustrated, but what they say is a flat-footed White House that is slow to catch up on solving a seemingly never-ending cascade of problems in the face of an unrelenting news cycle. 
Yeah, the Democrats are mad because it's an election season and they look absolutely horrible because all of their policies have absolutely blown up in their faces. You know why gas prices are so high? Because of all of these green energy BS nonsense that's happening. You know why there's always water shortages in California? Because the government does have the ability to, you know, open up desalination plants. But for some reason, there was a... um. It was like a multi-billion dollar project. It was a desalination plant that they were going to open up in Orange County. And guess what happened? Because of green energy, because they didn't want to impact the climate, they didn't open up that plant, which would have provided a lot of fresh water to the people in California that are currently experiencing a severe drought and are now having to undergo water rationing. That's what's happening in that state. On top of that, the government also has technologies like cloud seeding where they can make it rain. I mean, you know, do what you will with the fact that the government can control the weather. Obviously, you know, of course, they're not going to use that for good. And um, there's other aspects that go into play with that, too. But it, the point that I'm trying to make is that there are other things that we can do to circumvent a lot of the crises that we're living through. But the government oftentimes really enjoys it when the people are suffering. I've, I've realized that multiple times. Now, we can talk about the economy for another hour, but let's shift to domestic terrorism. Um I tweeted out the other day, remember, it's okay to be a domestic terrorist in America as long as you're harassing, terrorizing, and killing people in the name of abortion rights or Black Lives Matter. With that being said, per the Washington Times, terror alert, anger over U.S.-Mexico border, abortion cases could lead to shootings, DHS warns. Now, the abortion crowd is already completely out of hand, and they are going absolutely crazy because Roe v. Wade is set to be potentially overturned. It has not been overturned yet, and we are already seeing abortion activists go absolutely insane. Now, before I show you everything that's been happening this week, I want us to remember who we're dealing with and who pro-abortion people are. This is a mother on TikTok, telling her daughter that she could have killed her, her newborn baby, that she could have killed her. This is the pro-abortion crowd, and this is what they think of life. Listen. I could have killed you, but I chose to let you live. I chose to let her live, as in I had a choice. All women should have a choice. Do you realize what you just said? Killed. I cannot wrap my brain around this, no matter how I look at it. If you don't want to use the word killed, that's fine. If you want to use the word killed, that's fine. When you use hand sanitizer, you kill germs. I could have simply chosen to let you not exist, but I let you exist. I let you form past the zygote phase. Is that better? So yes, I realize what I just said, and I stand by it. If you want to get an abortion, get an abortion. If you don't want to get an abortion, don't get an abortion, but don't try to oppress my rights. So there you guys go. That's what the pro-abortion crowd stands for. That's what they think of life. That's what they think of innocent children. And it is the week before the potential overturn of Roe v. Wade. And let's go over some of the things that have been happening so far, starting out with a Secret Service takedown of a protester during Joe Biden's motorcade to the summit of the Americas. This happened yesterday. I'm going to go ahead and just play this video for you. She's going to get hit by a car. So this woman walks up to the motorcade, gets taken down by Secret Service, and immediately starts resisting. Hits this officer with a billboard, is trying to pick him, ripping off his hat. You have multiple Secret Service officers coming up. And when you're initially watching this, you're asking, okay, what is this woman protesting? What has this woman so crazed that she's fighting off multiple police officers that she tried to walk into Joe Biden's motorcade? If you're a podcast listener, this woman is going absolutely nuclear. Like psychotic energy. And listen to what she's protesting for. Can you tell me, please? I got, I'm rolling with Really, please? Producer, we're going to start you. 
So there you guys go. This woman was driven to such insanity that she was willing to almost get hit by a car and she fought off multiple Secret Service officers and looked like she was possessed by a demon in the modern daylight to protest for abortion. But it gets better. We also had a pro-abortion terrorist that firebombed a Buffalo pro-life pregnancy center. Pro-abortion terrorist firebombed a pro-life Christian pregnancy center in Buffalo, New York on Tuesday, inflicting significant damage on the building and vandalizing the remains with their organization's name. This was a pro-abortion group, Jane's Revenge, which has developed a reputation for resorting to violence. They claimed responsibility for the attack, which left glass shattered and much of the interior of the Compass Care office burned and destroyed. So you know what abortionists say? oh, well, women don't have any other options if they have their baby. Actually, they do. There are pro-life pregnancy centers um, that help women in these situations. But um, I guess abortionists or pro-abortion advocates are burning them down. So they're trying to make sure that maybe even the women who decide not to get an abortion and they do want to keep their baby and utilize a resource like this pregnancy center, they're trying to make sure that they don't have that option. Let's keep going. Pro-choice protesters stripped during Joel Olstein's church service in Houston saying overturn row hell no this woman disrupted this church service and this is not the first woman to do this multiple women have been disrupting church services she was screaming my body my effing choice on a sunday the lord's day interrupting church we also had pro choice activists interrupting wnba games shouting shut the country down and Remember, too, that Brett Kavanaugh was threatened with assassination. So Roe v. Wade has not even been overturned yet. And we had an armed California man who was charged with the attempted murder of, for threatening to kill Brett Kavanaugh because he was angry about Roe v. Wade. Now, this happened. And the same day that this story broke, more protesters went to Brett Kavanaugh's house and they were protesting outside of his home. Now, intimidating a Supreme Court justice is illegal. But again, did these protesters face any repercussions? No, because as long as you are domestically terrorizing people in the name of a pro-abortion or BLM rights, then um, it's okay. If you want to go murder somebody, just make sure you're wearing a BLM shirt. If you want to go terrorize a justice at their home, then just make sure you're doing it in the name of abortion. So that's what's been going on here. We also have leftists like this man, Simon Gwynn, who says... Interesting real-life trolley problem in America now. If you had the chance to kill Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito, the two oldest right-wing Supreme Court judges, should you do it while Biden can get his nominees to replace them confirmed? And then he says, it's interesting as an abstract question, but becomes a real conundrum if, say, you're terminally ill and have little to lose yourself, but know that it could save many women's lives in the futures. So we have leftists advocating to kill Supreme Court justices Directly after somebody threatened to kill Justice Kavanaugh and then protesters still went to his house and intimidated them. Are any of these people facing repercussion? Where are the police officers? Where is the justice for the people who are being terrorized and harassed? That's right. It doesn't exist because, you know, if you're a left wing domestic terrorist, it's OK. But if you're a right wing grandma who walked in the streets of Washington, D.C. on January 6th or the police let you into the Capitol building and you went to go wave in a little American flag. Guess what? You're going to jail for the rest of your life. Congratulations. Jonah Goldberg, who is a and the editor in chief of the dispatch says, look, I'm on record rolling my eyes at a lot of this. If this was so and so stuff, but if they caught someone wanting to assassinate RBG, if she were still alive or Sotomayor today because of their abortion or gun rights views, it would be the only story the media covered today. And it does get exhausting having to continuously highlight the hypocrisy, but it's true. If somebody did threaten to kill Sotomayor because of her views, because she was voting for abortion, if these were pro-life activists outside the homes of the liberal justices, intimidating them, threatening them, trying to assassinate them, the media would be all over it. And they would be capitalizing on how this is directly tied to January 6th. And that's why everybody who was in Washington, D.C. on January 6th needs to go straight to jail because this is this is who they are and this is what they stand for. They're domestic terrorists. But if somebody on the left does it in the name of abortion or Black Lives Matter or Antifa, it's actually for a good cause because it's like not the same. And you can't even compare the two. Like one is for sure domestic terrorism and the DHS, DOJ, FBI, CIA, um, you know, probably your mom too need to get involved with that. Um, 
But um, yeah, if it's the left wing, just Kamala Harris is going to break them out of jail. The VP is going to stand for them. And the president of the United States is, is just going to applaud that and then, um, you know, further confirm that the right wing needs to go to jail. So that's what's happening um, in the abortion aspect of things. We also have activists that are planning on shutting down the roads leading up to the Supreme Court this coming Monday. I will be in Washington, D.C. this weekend to cover all of the insanity that is going to go uncovered by the media. I will be there to go get all of the kicking, screaming and gnashing of teeth that will be coming from the left wing as SCOTUS deliberates on Roe v. Wade. So that's what's going on with the abortion argument, right? The DHS is say, saying that we're on a terror alert because everything's getting so crazy. So we're living in a time of intense chaos, violence, degeneracy, and economic failure, which will ultimately lead to people looting grocery stores if things continue on this way. So you have this, this pot of issues that's about to boil over. And the Democrats are now adding on to on top of all of that, trying to take away your gun rights via Matthew McConaughey. Now, usually when celebrities go to the White House and they try to talk about gun rights and, uh, you know, all these issues that are super important and, you know, you should listen to me because I'm a celebrity. I just don't watch it. I watched the first 10 seconds of Matthew McConaughey's responsible gun ownership speech at the White House. I couldn't even get through the whole clip because he sounds like... He doesn't even know what he's saying. He sounds like he doesn't even believe what he is preaching to the American people. Just, just listen to this video. We're not going to listen to the whole thing, but I want you to listen to how he's talking. This doesn't sound like somebody who even believes what he's saying. And I'll, I'll highlight what I'm talking about right after, too. Listen to this. We need to invest in mental health care. We need safer schools. We need to restrain sensationalized media coverage. We need to restore our family values. We need to restore our American values. And we need responsible gun ownership. Responsible gun ownership. We need. Okay, that's enough. Honestly, that's how I sound after a night of drinking when my brain cells have all died and I'm trying to recover. I'm like, well, we need to talk about these rights. And these freedoms and guns and families. And yeah, I'm like, okay, spit it out, Matthew McConaughey. Do you not have a teleprompter in front of you? Is that why you're having a hard time pushing these lies out on the American people? So I just wanted you to listen to a little bit of that. We're not going to listen to the full speech because I don't care what Matthew McConaughey has to say because he's a hypocrite in himself. Let me just show you really fast uh, how Matthew McConaughey walks down the street. Here's his personal security, okay, um, which I can actually see are packing heat. Of course, they're packing heat. It's his personal security. It's Matthew McConaughey. You think that Matthew McConaughey is going to go outside without guns? Hell no. He's not. He might not have them, just like Kamala Harris or Joe Biden. They don't have the guns on themselves, but their security does. And one of my friends made a very good point because a lot of people will make the argument of, well, these are trained professionals. That's why they're allowed to have the guns and we are not. One of my friends, I think it was Anthony um, Cabasas, who works for El American, one of my great friends, go follow him if you're not. He said, I take that argument and I counter it with, okay, well then let's invest more money into training and teaching Americans how to properly use firearms, which I thought, yeah, that is actually a great point. So if you want to make the argument of, well, security personnel for celebrities have guns because they're they're trained to use these, well, then let's train Americans how to properly use firearms. A lot of leftists, too, were clowning Marjorie Taylor Greene because she said that if we want to keep children safe in our schools, then we need to repeal gun-free zones in schools. And leftists were saying, oh, are you an idiot, Marjorie Taylor Greene? More guns equals more deaths. No, it's the complete opposite. It's the complete opposite. Do you think a school shooter is going to go run into a school if he knows every single teacher is armed and he's going to get shot right away? I don't think so. So... The left loves to capitalize and politicize these situations. Here's another example of how Matthew McConaughey and his wife made this shooting, the Uvalde shooting, a political issue. Uh, Camilla McConaughey, his wife, cried as she held the green converse worn by 10-year-old Uvalde shooting victim, um, 
Maiti Rodriguez, while her husband, Matthew McConaughey, speaks at the White House press briefing. Now, people noticed right away that these Converse were brand new, and they put the two pictures of his wife wearing these shoes with the victim's shoes, and one, the shoes are completely different color. McConaughey went on this whole sob story about how this young girl, you know, had drawn a green heart on her shoe. These were the shoes that she wore. They're brand new, clean green Converse, and his wife is wearing them. And he tried to play on our emotions by utilizing these green Converse and lying to the American people about it. So... More lies coming from celebrities trying to push gun control, the same celebrities that, again, are consistently and constantly surrounded by guns and protection. And let me show you, too, the areas that Democrats have created in our country today and why we need gun rights. Uh, this is, I believe, a Cricket wireless store in Arizona. Watch what happens when you are unarmed. Because keep in mind, if the Second Amendment was thrown away today, you think criminals are going to start following the laws and giving up their guns? No. It just means law-abiding citizens will not have any ability to protect themselves. Meanwhile, criminals will be running rampant, and they already are. This is a Cricket Wireless in Arizona. So for my podcast listeners, this is horrific to listen to. And I don't even want to watch this video. But this man just walks in to this store and starts viciously beating this woman. And he starts stomping her in, in the head. And I just, I can't even watch that video. It makes me so angry and it makes me want to cry. But that's that is the America that the Democrats have created for us. It gets worse. We also have um, this is from NYPD News. We'll see if this video will play. Wanted for homicide. Um, these two youths walk up to this man and punch him in the head and he died. So that's what's going on in the streets of New York. It continues to get worse. We have another video that came out today from NYPD News. This sweet old man is carrying his groceries out of the store, and this thug comes up to him and tries to steal his groceries away from him. This is what is being allowed to prosper in Democrat-run cities, and these are the same politicians that want to take your guns away. These are their cities. Let's keep going. Exclusive in jailhouse audio, Willie Wilkerson, a gang member charged with murder, says his attorney wants to hurry up and make a deal before LADA George Yaskan possibly gets recalled. Let's listen to this clip because, again, this is just another perfect example of what these DAs are allowing to prosper. We have criminals now saying, yeah, I need to get out of jail and I, uh, you know, need to make sure that uh, we get all this, this done before this corrupt DA that we know is going to let me off easy gets potentially recalled. Let's listen to this clip. I told you last time that he wanted to hurry up and try to get something did before they uh, reelect somebody else besides Gascon and bring back that little uh, life without parole and uh, the death penalty. Mm -hmm. We can get the manslaughter. The manslaughter only carries six, nine, and twelve. So that is from Fox News, but there's an example of how criminals are utilizing this beautiful system that has been funded by George Soros, that has been put into place and that is continuously financed and pushed by the corrupt Democrat politicians in office and in our government. Now, I don't know who this woman is on The View. But she has some common sense, and it's a beautiful thing to see because that show is usually lacking in brain cells. And the the, the commentary that comes out of that show is just horrific. Um, Joy Behar took the cake today regarding how gun laws would look if Black people were able to, to get them. Let's listen to this, and then I'm going to show you what a black man with a gun actually does look like. Most AR-15 owners are former military, okay. 35 plus Let me say married. one more thing. So that's all I'm saying okay. is that they're yeah. not once, crazy once, people. Okay. Here's the thing. Once black people get guns in this country, the gun laws will change. Trust me. <laughs> that's what happens. So once black people get guns in this country, the gun laws will change. 
First off, black people have guns in this country. Any black person can get a gun. And also, look at the crime rates in Chicago every single weekend. Who do you think is doing that? The majority of it is the black community, okay? It's gang violence. That's what's happening, Joy Behar. But again, not all black people with guns are bad. And here is a video of what it looks like when an armed American citizen, and this one happens to be black, Joy Behar. This is what it looks like when good guys have a gun. Let's watch. So what you guys are seeing here is some security footage. This woman is checking out this gentleman at a store. And then shortly, you're going to see a criminal thug run into the store and pull a gun. And you are going to see again why it is so important that we have our Second Amendment rights, why it is so important that we do not allow our government to disarm us. So here's the guy coming up. He pulls out his gun. And then we have this other American over here, boom, shoots him, no crime happening. Entire situation is over. So there you guys go. That's the reality of um, what gun ownership looks like in America. It means protecting yourself from the criminals that the Biden administration has allowed to run our streets. That these corrupt DAs have continued to let rule our sidewalks and our neighborhoods. So that is the America that the Democrats have created. And they're now trying to take away your ability to protect yourself. I say no way to that. You guys say no way to that. And with that all being said, I was going to actually, we'll play this last clip here. Um, Because again, earlier in in the show, and I should have played this earlier, I was talking about how uh, these same elitist politicians are creating such a destabilized world for us and their solutions are, well, if there's crime and if you're experiencing shootings, we just need to take away the guns from everybody. Yes, we have the money to hire private security and you won't and you will suffer from it, but let's just take away the guns. Oh, gas prices are really high. Everyone just drive an electric car. Oh, you can't get baby formula. Just, I don't know. (laughs) I don't just, you know, like, Figure it out, guys. Like, just order it from Europe. It's not that big of an issue. So, going back to the electric car uh, argument here, how do electric car batteries get charged? This is an old video. I posted this, I think, last year, and I absolutely love it. I I would love to just replay it for you guys. This is, um, let me see. GM, they came out with their own electric vehicle and they were, you know, doing a whole press conference about it. This clip is just, it's just so chef's kiss. Just watch. I'm really grateful to be here today. And in fact, this is a chance for me to say thank you more formally. The, the Chevy Bolt is upstairs. We'll be able to take a look at it. You've got about a thousand photos. Yeah. Is it plug? It's as simple as that. <laughs> the batteries are in the trunk. No, the battery in this particular design is a T-shape right down the center and across the back seat area. Because everybody thought we killed the electric vehicle. No, we didn't. It's alive and well. So what's charging the, the batteries right now? What, where, where, what's the source of a? Well, here. It's, it's coming from the building. I mean, are, is it, um, what's our mix of power? Oh, actually, Lansing feeds the building. What's that? Lansing feeds power to the building. So I don't, I don't know. They're, uh... I bet you they're a bit of coal. Oh, they're heavy on natural gas, aren't they? Uh, right now, the car is charging off of your grid. Right. It would be charging off, uh... Our grid, which is nine, about 95% coal. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, um, we're charging your electric car battery with coal. <laughs> ah, I just It's all so hilarious to me. And how have we gotten to a point in society where things have gotten this bad? It's because this is your modern-day person right here. This is a clip from Matt Walsh's What is a Woman uh, regarding what the word truth means in the modern day. This is the average perspective of the adult in America, which is why everything is so crazy. Listen to this clip and we'll wrap up the show. I'm not even talking about social context. I'm I'm just trying to start by getting to the truth, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm really uncomfortable with that language of like getting to the truth again. In social why, why life, is that, why is that uncomfortable? Because that it sounds actually deeply transphobic to me. Um, and, if truth? You, and, and if you keep probing, we're going to stop the interview. I, if I probe I, about what the truth is, you keep invoking the word truth, which is condescending and rude. I'm saying how to is, you, how is the word truth condescending and rude? Why don't you tell me what your truth is? And you're walking on thirty seconds more of the ice before I get up. What my truth? Okay, so I love this clip because it highlights perfectly the entitled asshole attitude of your average every single day millennial and Zoomer. This is the average adult in America. They're losers. They can't hold their own argument and they can't even handle the word truth anymore. That is why society has gotten so crazy. That is why we have degraded so much. That is why our culture, our traditions, our values, our morals are in the trash right now because this is the mindset of your every... If you're everyday average American male, so we need to push back, we need to invoke common sense and inject common sense back into our society today and push back against the nonsense. My name is Savannah Hernandez. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode. I apologize. It has been a while since I have done this show. I got super blackpilled about the state of America, but then you know what? We went back out on the streets. We talked to our fellow Americans and I feel better about everything because you know what? Everyone sees the problems in society today and- the one good thing that will come out of the Biden administration and all of these problems is that people are starting to get angry. People are starting to wake up. And this election season and the election of 2024 are not going to be good for the Democrats. Again, if you like the show, please go leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us grow on the charts. Please like and share here on YouTube. And please go to my website, sassisofficial.com, to keep up with all of my work and my reporting. I have been on various shows. I'm going to Washington, D.C. this week. I will be doing some work with OAN regarding January 6th. So keep up with all of my work. I post extensively on my Truth Social account at Sav Says, a little bit on Twitter, but I keep that kind of on the DL, obviously. And of course, primarily on Instagram. You can always find my work there. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in. All links are down below. Go follow me everywhere. I appreciate your guys' support. Always keep fighting, keep pushing forward, and uh, keep injecting common sense.